Hi, everyone. Welcome to Millennium Live, a digital diary podcast. We sit down with the top C-suite executives and talk all things digital transformation. If you've been following along with the Millennium Alliance, you know just how valuable our academics are to us, both on-site and behind the scenes. We are joined today by Eric Leninger, Clinical Professor of Executive Education at Kellogg School of Management at Northwestern University. Eric leads the Kellogg Chief Marketing Officer Program after his own time on McDonald's senior leadership team. We got to pick his brain on the trends in the industry and how senior executives can stay ahead of the curve in the ever-changing marketing landscape. Thank you for being here, Eric. Oh, my pleasure, Kara. So you've had quite an extensive background um, from both the corporate side as well as the academia side. So you started off with companies such as McDonald's mm-hmm. and Kraft Foods. So tell us about your journey from one side to the other. <laughs> uh, you know, luck plays such an important role in our lives. And I had a terrific set of corporate experiences at Quaker Oats and Kraft Foods and McDonald's. And one day I just got to thinking that I wonder what I could do after the corporate career is over. And a very good friend of mine was teaching at Kellogg and I asked her, how could I do what you've done? Because she made a mid-career transition. And I said, I'd like to do this later in my career. And she said, you better go learn someplace else first, (laughs) which was great advice only a good friend can give you. So I did some teaching some other uh, schools, found that I really enjoyed it built up my capability, got some teacher ratings, and then she reintroduced me to people at Kellogg, and they gave me a try, and I continued to teach while I was still working. And after I'd taught eight or 10 times, Kellogg asked me if I would like to come over full-time. That's Mm -hmm. great. So you run the Kellogg Chief Marketing Officer Program, which was the first university-based development experience for newly appointed and also rising CMOs. So tell us a bit more about that. Oh, thanks for asking. (laughs) Uh, When I came to Kellogg, the school said, we should be doing more with chief marketing officers. We're the number one marketing school in every survey you ever see about business schools. So I said, terrific. And I started to think about it. And then I came back to the school and said, you know what? There are so many opportunities for CMOs. Let's talk to the people who are on the rise. It's consistent with our educational mission. And so we enroll people who are ready between 18 to 24 months, ready now for a CMO position, either in a division or at a corporate level, or people who've been newly promoted. And we've uh, found that to just be a real sweet spot to work with because our goal is very simple, help increase the odds of success. We don't think we can mint a CMO in four days of executive education, but we do feel very confident we can help increase the odds of success. So I'm sure you have a lot of opinions or insights on this disappearing role of the CMO, or we'll we'll see where that's going. Um, (laughs) What's happening here? Do you think that's a good move for, for organizations? What are your thoughts on this? It's a multifaceted situation. The first thing I think is that the people who propose that there's one answer to why this is happening, that several large jobs have disappeared, don't have a theory that fits all the facts. So I think there's some individual circumstances that cause some of these jobs to go away. At the same time, there are other jobs being created. So I actually think net-net right now, maybe there's a few fewer CMO jobs, but it's not like it's dropped by half or a quarter or a third or 10% even. I think we're in the single digits of percentages. So I think it's just a moment where those jobs are so hard and companies are trying to figure out the best way to compete in this world that we live in today. And they tend to have a 
tendency to swing back and forth between more centralized direction and more decentralized direction. And when we swing in the direction of more decentralized, we have fewer CMOs. And when we <laughs> swing in the direction of more centralized, we have more CMOs. So I think that kind of rhythm has more to do with it than anything else right now. So it's tentative. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we will see what happens. Yeah. That's, that is certainly a hypothesis right. and a guess. There you go. Yep. <laughs> So I want to dive in a bit more into the universities and, and how mm -hmm. they're planning for the future generation of marketing leaders. As you yes. said, Kellogg is very much up there in terms of their marketing program. Mm -hmm. um, so what specific skills are students learning and how has the curriculum changed over the past few years? Uh, so if I could, I'd like to talk to that from two angles. One is executive education and one is MBA education. On the executive education front, um, we're seeing a huge demand for executive education right now just for the reasons you're talking. So much is changing and people want to stay current. So um, over the last five or six years, we've launched so many new classes to meet the new need. You know, the, the um, essentials of marketing remain the same, but they're necessary, not sufficient. So now uh, we have um, many people coming for classes on artificial intelligence and advanced analytics. We have people coming for a class called Advanced Marketing Practices, which brings together all the new marketing technologies that are available to people. Uh, we have a class on growth planning. Uh, we have a class on a customer-focused organization because many marketing leads are tasked with making the entire organization more customer-focused. All those classes are new in the last five or six years. So um, we really have pivoted to try to meet not just the current need, but the emerging needs. For the MBAs, um, things have changed because we actually have fewer people leaving with marketing degrees going into kind of the classic training ground firms, mm -hmm. the Procter & Gamble's, the General Mills. They still do, but it's 5 or 6% of the class. We have many more marketing grads going into marketing consulting. Mm -hmm. So one of my colleagues, Julie Hennessy, has launched a fantastic class called Marketing Consulting, where they do real <laughs> consulting projects for real companies with a real problem. And uh, that's a very highly subscribed class. We also have dramatically increased the amount of course offerings in advanced analytics, whether it's store level analytics, retail analytics, we call it, or the type of analytics that are used to um, lead loyalty programs. We have a new class on loyalty programs. So we're really working hard at both the exec ed level and at the MBA level to, to um, be in touch and hopefully a step or two ahead. That's great. So you led a session just hmm. an hour or so ago yeah. <laughs> about return on brand investment. So can you give us an abridged version or maybe one major tip in you know, uh, building that relationship? <laughs> so this is a topic that many marketing leads struggle with because after all, business is about making money, shareholder returns, improving margins, reducing costs, and marketing activities can influence many of those levers on the P&L and on a balance sheet indirectly, and some very directly, depending upon how the marketing role is configured. So making sure that CMOs have the right types of metrics in place to the non-financial metrics to judge their performance at building brands, critically important. Warren Buffett said, I like to buy businesses that have a moat around them. <laughs> One of the moats is a brand that can prevent barriers to entry to competition or protect pricing power. These are one of the moats that we have. So having the right metrics that are very focused and significantly bought into and agreed to by the C-suite 
is a critical task that's incumbent on the CMO. The CMO can't wait for the C-suite to say, here's how we're going to measure you. The CMO has to take the initiative with that and gain buy-in with that. And what we see is that often companies have way too many metrics or they have one. And the sweet spot is what are the two, three, four non-financial brand level metrics that are related to what the company is trying to accomplish. And that's what we, that's what people need to solve for. So thank you for being here at the Millennium Alliance. This was your first event with us. And I'm curious to hear um, what your thoughts were. What are, what are the benefits of attending some of these smaller, more intimate programs? Well, first of all, thank you for inviting me. It was a treat to be here. And I was just really struck by how engaged everyone was. So there really is so much to peer-to-peer learning. And the conversations evolved very naturally in the room. And the dialogue I had with the group was terrific. People are here. They're engaged. They want to learn. And I didn't hear any of, that's your business, not my business. I saw people looking past those differences to try to see what they had in common. Great. Well, thank you so much for being here. And we hope to see you soon. Great. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure to listen and subscribe to our podcast exclusively on iTunes and SoundCloud to get the inside scoop from top execs in the world of digital transformation.